My friends from the east. No, you guys are from the west, actually, west of me. So my friends from the west. How's life, man? How's life treating everybody? Oh, the sun was killing us. With killing us today. That was nice. That was nice. Tomorrow is it? How, how hot was it today? You know. I'm sure it was at least thirty because it yeah. was like it was a different heat, <laughs> and all the flying ants decided to attack us. Yeah. That's not that's not that bad, man. Thirty, man. Thirty is nice. That's <laughs> no, nice. It's not. no, it's not. It's too hot. That is much too hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you guys need to got to move to a warm country. Get back to your black roots. <laughs> you, know, you get to black. You think black people in Africa can play around thirty degrees? <laughs> well, we'll have to ask them and find out. You guys are not. The thing is, the people in Brazil, man. When I was in Brazil, they were like, "We don't like summer, so hot sun." I was like, what do you mean? I was like, they were like, we like cold. And I was like, what's cold to you? And they were like, 21 degrees, 22 degrees. I was like, is that cold? I was like, that cold, man. <laughs> I said, you, look, what we get in Europe is minus five, minus 10. You know, that's yeah. cold. 22, 21 degrees, 22. I love that, man. That's a nice. <laughs> so it's perspective, isn't it, really? It's like, you guys say it's too hot, but really. Definitely. I don't think you guys look like we had 30, like when I set into my car, which is, Stupidly kitted out with leather. I don't know why I do that. 41 degrees it was inside. So hot. That's it, it is. It's just oh, too much. Too much. Anyway, should we get into the topics? Topics, 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 topics. topics yes, right? yes, yes, yes. The one what is dear to my heart today mm-hmm. is Is it right to keep children away from extended families when a child is adopted? And should adoption rules be changed and updated? Now, the reason why I've asked this, I've been thinking about this, actually, not because there's things going on, but because I've looked at, looked at it over the years. And I've thought, you know, when you watch the documentaries and people who've had the kids adopted and then they find out that the kids weren't actually being abused, they had an illness, but it was too late to reverse the decision. Oh. I think things like that are really, really cruel really cruel and i think it's time the law changed i think some sort of um group foundation should be made that they can change these laws because the adoption law is really really selfish and cruel because i mean how can you decide that all right some parents are definitely unfit Mm -hmm. and they do deserve to have their children taken away but what when these children whether it be newborn up to, say, four or five years old, what, what if they're attached to the extended family who probably can't take them in themselves but are very close or attached to them? Why should those be sort of obliterated out of the child's life? Because some judge, some stranger, some social worker has decided that these children need to be put up for adoption. Why is it that everybody needs to be obliterated just because the parents couldn't cope with that child or children at the time? Uh, I think it's kind of weird. I think it's, it, it's, it shouldn't be allowed to take... I think there should be some contact to the natural parent. Yeah. Yeah, there should... No, what they do is um, they're allowed to write one or two letters a year to the adopted yeah. parents, but the children don't know about the letters. 
it goes just to the adopted parents and they will write back and let them know how the child's go getting on. But I'm talking about extended families. Why should they be cut off just because they decided, some laws decided these children need to be adopted? Why should the extended, say, nans or uncles or aunts, who have probably got nothing bad going on, but yet they've been taken away out of the children's lives just like that? Mm. I, want to see, I want to find out something a little bit more about what it says about what do we consider adoption or what would it, what would they call it what's the proper term for it when they take the kids away the what children they... been removed and they, they will be placed into foster care for a while while the, while they battle it's, it's actually really battle. stupid I, I don't know i reckon there's a dark undercurrent to this i think because putting kids in a, in a foster care is probably the worst thing you can do okay yes, let's be let's be fair there's some Parents are just not fit enough to be fair. Yeah. Parents, and it probably makes sense to take the kids away and, um, yeah, put it to, I don't think I have everyone else in there. No, yeah, everyone else. Um, but uh, just to totally remove the parents from their life, because people change, don't they? People yes, they do. And older and then understand things a bit better. I couldn't understand if the, the people are drug, drug addicted or, you know. Even those can change if they yeah. really want to, you know what I mean? Alex. Yeah, but I think um, I don't know. It's really, it's really difficult. I think it's a bit. I think, like I said, I think there's a dark undercurrent, and I think I have to do it on purpose for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe I think it's a very cruel purpose, and I do think um, a lot of the people who do this, which are social workers and the judges, they're on this power trip. To me, I feel some of them take it very personal. And it's a power thing that they can just walk into your lives and destroy it overnight. Yes, they, some of them, they are doing a good job where they, they, they will come in and they will observe and look and see what's going on with the child before they do remove them. But at the same time, they, you can't say it's best for a child to be ripped from its entire family extended family grandparents uncles aunt just because that child's mother or father can't cope with them how can you say that's possibly best for a child to remove everyone out there their life and create a new family because they, they think that's the right thing for a child i don't get that i don't get that mm. i think um i'm trying to make a look it says here um Social workers do not have the power to remove your child from your care unless this is ordered by the court or you agree that your child should be removed. So it looks like the social workers recommend it. The yes, they decides. recommend it and they will. Believe you me, you know when you've, for, let's give you an example. You know if you've been arrested for a crime. Uh, now, you've got a picture, the prosecutor. They want that case closed regardless of whether they've got the full evidence and the full facts before them. You've got a picture. They want this to be a successful trial. Well, social services are exactly the same. They will write up a report and they will make sure they exaggerate it to the extent that they can exaggerate it to. Yes, sometimes they do have the proof, but sometimes they do actually fabricate and, as I said, exaggerate. So it sounds really bad. So the judge will say then, I'm going off what these people are saying. They know what they're doing, so let's remove the child or children. Do they give you... Um a period of time where you're allowed they assess you well they they do but it depends as well that? because do you know, do you know? 
sometimes it can take it can take months. It depends. It depends. I mean, I suppose it depends what they're being removed for. If it's um, say there's violence in the home, mm -hmm. I think that that would be a case where they probably wouldn't really even have assess you. They probably think, well, you're going to stay violent. So who knows? But if it's someone who's say they're neglectful but they're not aware that they're being neglectful i.e um alleged, as i spoke in earlier podcasts where mothers or fathers are on the phone and the kids are have got needs going on and the parents are ignoring the needs that is a form of neglect yeah and they could they a social worker could decide that you know you know what this is neglect to an extent that i want to remove this child because their needs are not being met so they will exaggerate it i'm not saying they don't give opportunities you know for you to clean up your act but sometimes you'll get those who are definitely on a power trip and they will exaggerate to an extent where they're going to remove them no matter what i think it's, it's important because i've just i've got this website it's called the family rights group i don't know if you know it keeping children, no, never safe, keeping, no. keeping children safe in their families and it gives you like obviously like questions and answers and they say yeah. you should definitely go see solicitor for any case like this comes up you know and mm -hmm. you could actually call these guys and talk to these guys about things um, you actually send me that link in in my facebook messenger when you've finished so yeah. i can read that up myself yeah so i think it's definitely i mean first of all you got to listen to what they say yeah um because they're gonna, you know, they've got the power. You know, the government has the power over everything. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, once if you didn't keep up with your end of the bargain, I don't know. Then you got to talk to some legal guys, I guess, and hope that yeah, they, yeah. they can fight your case. I mean, but like I said, there's some extreme cases where I don't know. Like I said, I don't definitely not support that they take the kids away from you and then they say you can never see a kid again until the kid's 18. I think that's wrong because you're breaking. That up. is totally wrong. You, yeah. Like you look, look how many fatherless families there are. Yeah. And then the the, the kids didn't see their parents, uh, their father, and they, they really like don't like their mum because of etc. You know. And I think yeah. it's the same sort of thing. I don't think a kid can relate to their mother after they've been away for so long because it's just a stranger. Then it's the strange. Yeah. Build that relationship when you've lost all the bonding years. You know. First yeah. Yeah. Years. So. I think, it's, yeah. I think they do need to um revisit how they deal with cases and change we're in the 21st century now and it's time for change when it comes to the adoption laws it, you know let's keep children safe but sometimes some of them are on a power trip rather than thinking of the child's needs they, they're on a power trip as well which they need people to govern them too to make sure they're doing it for the right reasons and not bringing their personal feelings into it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Which, which then go on no that's what i was gonna say um in regards to you saying about uh, the judges and the social workers and those sort of people going off their emotions that's where i would say from my personal experience it's very healthy and it's very beneficial if those sort of people of that sort of profession can have regular assessments themselves because you do need that when it comes to children you see some very dramatic um things and scenarios yeah. and it's not always yeah. as simple as oh i'm taking a child away because they're dirty it's like there were some, yeah. some real raw situations you've got to weigh up the pros and the cons is it beneficial for the child to stay there and i feel like yeah. maybe i don't know i'm sh assuming they're just going off the fact of oh it's a job 
and I've got to toughen up, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I you think, actually... I think he needs that. Yeah, you actually need to look at the fact of where to be emotional and when mm-hmm. and who is to be emotional and then when to be strict and firm and battle. That's like in my profession, we're actually trained to be a bit like a robot. Like you're only... Yeah give the child the attention when they're hurting or they're really upset. But if safe, they're doing something to be provoking and actually a non-compliant, you don't really feel that um, the way they're conducting themselves in that way in a negative manner. You try and shift it and always turn it to a positive. And that's what they should be doing. I yeah, thought social true. services was a positive About, thing like you could go to them for support for like kind of like you get your parenting classes and your tips yeah. and stuff but from what i'm hearing they're just ripping families apart they're destroying yeah. absolutely destroying a lot of families what just maybe need a little support they're destroying them. another thing that you know i find strange as well is the the foster parents at at are taught that they're not to be too what's the word connected to the children because some of them are short term so where is the love coming in this when your kid's been ripped from a household where it's probably not healthy and then put with families that are not going to give them that nurturing love that they're supposed to be getting there's another angle to look at because it happens in children's homes too they're not allowed to get close or emotional with these children I was going to say um could it be that, like any other job, social workers are held accountable for targets? You know what I mean? Is, I agree. is this why people are being put into care or not being supported? Things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, this society has become crazy now, and everything's about targets and hitting yes, these figures and what they can do, and you know what I mean, how they perform. So I agree with Pudding when she says, yes, they should have a department where they're regularly assessed to make sure they are, they are performing to the right standards and not taking things like Personal consciously, and, yeah. consciously biased. Maybe they have, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah, yeah, it is something that needs changing. And definitely. Pro- Probably, with that, you're the person to do it. Just start organising and get that policy changed within the government. That's what. That's what I asked um, Al Stalio to send me the link, which he has just sent through. Thank you very much, Al Stalio. I'm going to look on that and see if I can um, start off with a group. You know, because there is need for change. There definitely is. You know, and um, the people have rights to to say, well, you know, you've been doing this same old um, rule for centuries, and it's it's actually not fair. It's very cruel. To be honest, you know, yes, there are some cases where there's been success stories out of it, but there's also a lot of cases where they're not successful and the child has come out even worse than if they'd have stayed with the parent. You know, so we'll see see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, definitely. You know, which, um, which leads to the next topic, which I feel can just slide on from this one. Is it is it time to let children, young people, in on politics? I think so. I think so. I think it's stupid having old men. Did we actually speak about this once? Um, no, we've not spoke about uh, young people in politics. We've yeah. spoke about politics, but not young people in politics. Yeah, we've talked about the old fuddy-duddies that are biased in politics, yeah? Because yeah, always <laughs> have... 
they always have this idea that young people are not mature enough and haven't lived enough. But I'm like, all right, go and ask a 16-year-old what they want for the world. Go on, go and ask them. I guarantee they'll say much better stuff, positive stuff than someone who's 50, 60 or 70. Yeah. yeah. I actually that. agree. I actually agree. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to comprehend the idea of war. They'd be like, why do you want to go to war for that stupid? Exactly. So I think it's time we let younger people go into politics. I think the people, by the time most adults are in, um, in going to politics or in the government, they're bitter and twisted. Classic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they can't be bothered, nor the bigoted and racist and discriminative. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. The old discriminatory. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I think young people should definitely be given the baton between the ages of 16 and maybe 30. And I think they're guys, these guys should be given a chance because there was no time in history when young people, real young people, had ever been um, in politics. Mm. Now, has anyone else got anything to say? Tell yeah. these to come in. No, what I was going to say, no, in terms of this, I'm sure I've watched a load of things. Um, is it question time as well? Question, question time, time yeah. yeah. There's a show. Of, um, Travis, don't you know about Question Time? Yeah, sure, you used to watch it as well. And I used to watch yeah. that. And there used to always be young people on there, and there was always mm-hmm. saying some very powerful stuff on there. And yeah. what I don't get as well, um, nine times out of ten, the people that would be speaking some sense about um, society, they would be training in politics. So I'm assuming they have to train so many years yeah. and then get their degree, and then before you know it, they're old and then they're in politics. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, usually is the way. Experience, or you can be lucky like Donald Trump and just be rich and join. <laughs> <laughs> so he has no, he has no um, experience, political experience, and it, it just. Oh, no, it shows. And then you've got Kanye West trying to get in. Who again has no political experience, but then they say, "Oh, well, when you're 60 or 70, you can't join politics because you have no life experience." What the hell? Mm-hmm. What do you think is about life experience? Actually, when I look at what these idiots are doing, they obviously don't care about life. So, how's it about life experience? Exactly. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I agree. I think younger people should be put in politics, and I think the old fuddy duddies should be removed because their their thinking is to oppress the poor and um, and cre- create war, whether it be bio- biological or mm-hmm. um, physical war. That, that is their main objective, you know, and, and keeping themselves rich. Whereas the young people, they'd be more laid back. And, and I think there'd be more fairness going in, unless they were born into rich, spiteful government people anyway, then they'd have the same sort of thinking. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says in the Bible, it says the children should be um, a little child shall lead them. That's what, you know, it even says look to the children, basically, and it? If you want yeah. to find out how it should be and how to be poor, look to the children. Don't look to some yeah. old, busted, bigoted, crazy, orange-skinned guy. <laughs> 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 I don't want to... That's racist, man. That's, that's racist, I'm sorry. It's not racist by saying sorry, orange-skinned. Orange. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> that's with emphasis on his colour, his skin colour, you know. We don't like it, so I'll take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Dimples, are you in? Yes, I am. I only caught half the convo, but yes. Uh, well, basically, what I was asking for is it time to let young people into politics? 
Okay, I think we should encourage it. Um, there yeah. are like youth strands in. I don't know about the American. That seems like a, a circus that game. But in the British politics, they have a youth strands of of the different political parties. But they just don't really have much of a platform, do they? That's the problem. Do you think they push them down on purpose? Like they just say, you know, why should we listen to them? They have no life experience. I don't know. I think it's just that they. They pay lip service, they have them there, but then I suppose it is about that conditioning and wanting them to be a certain way. So I think it's a, a whole system change that's needed in order to let young people in. It's letting uh, underprivileged people in and different types and cultures of people mm -hmm. into politics. So, yeah, I, I think it's just very much the majority not the all but the majority more of the rule than the exception is uh older middle to upper class rich white male yeah. <laughs> that's Very the majority true. in there as well <laughs> well yeah over there in the circus yeah <laughs> well but, to yeah, be fair folks mix it up. yeah definitely well i think Obviously, we've all touched upon the um, indication that most of people within the political party are older, of the older generation. And that's mainly because I don't think you become really interested in politics until you probably get to that age sometimes. Obviously, we've got the younger generation, obviously, well-educated, and they're already on that milestone but many of our youths today at 13 and 16 yes they will make a, a fantastic um switch about how they see the world and how they think we all should live but because they haven't lived unfortunately nobody ever wants to follow anybody who hasn't had an ex experience obviously touched upon by Estelia I give no. you, I, I, I get where you go in, Travesty, and yeah. here's an example. What they should do, say, for instance, there's 30 people in the government. They mm. should do 10 old people, 10 young, as you say, be, uh, between it's 10 teenagers and 10 young, young adults, meaning 25 to 30, whatever, those sort of ages. And they should all have equal opportunity to state what they believe should be done, how the country should be run. Well, to be fair, the government is supposed to be the voice of the people. But mm -hmm. these days, you never seem to see them making decisions for the people. It obviously mm -hmm. seems like they're obviously making these things just for themselves and big corporations. Yeah. Now, to become, or even to get into politics, first, you, you have to become an MP in your local area, which is easy to do. You just got to be elected onto seats, and by doing things like that, you go via your union, and that's how you can possibly get into number ten, believe it or not, by not going the posh route or via private school. You could work your way up. It's just having the right policies and the right face that fits that everybody can empathise with and follow you as their leader. Mm -hmm. So. That's how you get into the top, just like Donald Trump, as you, you we all may laugh, but 
once upon a time he probably did say one day I'm going to be president and people did laugh at him and he got there because yeah. he made sure each stepping stone is created via his life he's forged towards becoming the president just like Kanye yes he may no. be seen as a fool but again he's rubbing shoulders with the right people to get where he needs and wants to be and that's how you get into politics via the back door as they say true so if you're a youth if you're a youth because i've always been obviously um within a trade union so my children have been educated within a trade union basis so they know their sort of employment law and what the employer can't get away with and can. So I, I like to advise them. But yes, myself, I've been approached and spoken to about getting politically involved. But I feel that to get on that kind of like place, you've got to be the type of person that won't feel guilty for the decisions they make. Yeah. Even if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I think being within the political parties, it's it's too much pressure. It is and, pressure. You know what I mean? It takes a certain and kind you have of to person. Be definitely cold blooded. And that's what I mean. By the time you are in their age groups, you've experienced a lot of things and you've been through a lot of things and you are you have got a border back. Right. So yeah. That's probably why we've seen the same types of people usually getting into the government because nobody tries to sort of challenge that, unfortunately. There's not enough. It's always going to be the same people because because obviously there's not enough, say, black people to vote for just one black person for them to be able to get into the government. Mm-hmm. It would never happen because that's ne- not going to happen, is it? No, it's not. No, No, it's not. So, yes, I agree with everybody, obviously, upon the cast that, yeah, young people should be involved, but not at the forefront, but somewhere along the line of the decision-making. Yeah, yeah. Their opinion should be counted. Definitely. Yeah. The average age of government at the moment, well, I've only got statistics for America, which is 60 years old. No, it's gone down to 54 years old, the average age of government. So we're getting there. Definitely. By the time you get there, Alstalio, you'll be the same age as the people you don't want to run the country. Yeah, but then I won't, I won't do These guys should go, I don't care, man. These guys should be going into retirement. They've got so much money by the time they're that, that age. They don't need yeah. to be running the whole government. It's this orange guy doesn't need to be running the government at his age. He's 70 plus. And he's a billionaire. He doesn't yeah. need to do nothing like this, you know. But, uh, no. Yeah. What about that? I don't care, man. Yeah. Anyway, shall we uh, do another question? Question and answers. This, go on to that one. Go so on. Last, last, last one. Um, yeah. what do? do you think it's right that COVID is being used as an ex- a reason for not doing what is expected of you? Now, the reason why I'm asking that is like, for instance, um, you may need a service from, say, broadband, and the engineers won't be coming out because of COVID. Do you think <laughs> that's an example? Do you think 
it, 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 it's justified anymore? Do you think they should stop using excuses not to get things done in any work sector? There's PPE now. Mm -hmm. So there's really what? in truth, there's PPE now, like your mask and your gloves and all that. Yeah, yeah. And there's social distancing rules. Yeah. And this could create opportunities for those that want to work to come out and do the job. Yeah. Really, truly, the amount of people that want a job you yeah. know, at this moment in time, why not? Say, listen, there's a job going here. Would you like to do it? We'll supply you with the PPE. You want to do it for an hour, two hours. There you go. That's what you have I to do. I think what it is, I think what it is, employers at the moment are a bit itchy about um, where they stand insurance-wise, obviously, mm. in regards to liabilities, because obviously if they can't keep their staff safe and then out of that, it results in them contracting COVID, they could potentially be like brought to court and they don't want that. So that I think most employers are like in a grey area, so they don't know where yeah. they stand. Have you yeah. got the travel insurance, you know what I mean? You don't know where you stand because they don't want to be reliable, but they want you to work, but they don't want you to catch COVID because they don't yeah. want to catch COVID. Obviously, yeah. this is it's COVID pandemic showing that everybody's vulnerable and everybody's open to catching it. So I think this has been the one time in our lives that everybody has been involved in one cause. Mm, so yeah. what can I say? But I, 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 I'm still, oh, I'm just on the fence with this COVID thing still. I think it is just an excuse. It's a cop out. Because think about it, yeah. we've seen people flocking the beaches. We've seen people doing protests and we haven't seen yeah. people dropping dead on the street. So how bad is this COVID that people are not doing their jobs? They're just, a, they're just kind of like rebellious youth, isn't it? That, I mean, mm, yeah. like, it's true. And they, they feel, remember when you're young like that, you feel invincible. You don't feel like anything will get you, you know? Mm. So then when you start getting a bit more older and you realise actually life's short and I'm 35 now, <laughs> you know, it's like that. So um, mm. that's what I think it is. I think they don't really care. Yeah. You speaking on that though, Estalia, um, the way that I looked at it, which Medea already knows, is that, okay, then the restaurants have opened back up. Some of them, not all of them, went into a restaurant. The customer service just wasn't there at all. It's like, I know you can't get within the, what's it, two meter, one minute radius or whatever, but you can't just go, there's your seat and just walk away. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, here's your seat, sir or madam, would you like a drink? Would you like this? Sorry for your weight. We didn't even get an apology for like, sorry for your weight. And um, this is how it's got to be. Blah, blah, blah. It was just so weird. You know, the atmosphere was just kind of dead. And it would be because obviously we're still in lockdown and taking extra precautions. But it's just the common courtesy, the manners, just that whole, it's, I don't know. It's just gone for me in a sense of people should be a bit more polite and, you know, just the customer service element. I was a bit, thrown off by is it are they wearing masks they're not they wearing masks no, but they don't have to workers have to wear masks no not in the restaurant that i went they didn't have to wear masks and we didn't have to wear masks going there but well, everything true, was right? spaced out i thought, I thought them, like in, in germany they wear masks in the restaurant yeah. the... i've seen some restaurants they've advertised like they've got their branding on the on the front of the mask and yeah. everything. <laughs> they've got sanitizer <laughs> and this is a famous food chain as well um just hand sanitizers everywhere. 
and there's rules where you ha- only one person can go into the bathroom. Remember, there's multiple cubicles, but only one person could go in there at a time. Really? You know, do the do, do yeah, do what they're doing, then come out, and then the next person, even though there's multiple That's cubicles. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's in the same one room waiting for their meals. That's stupid. It's stupid, mm. absolutely ridiculous. And again, that goes should... back to the government again, their policies and not knowing what yeah, to do. Yeah. And using COVID as an excuse to, to, to behave badly. And, and I'm telling you, if this COVID phase passes, the customer service will probably never come back. Because mm. people no have gotten that way of <laughs> being rude and not caring that it will continue even when COVID's gone. Along with most of the restaurant chains. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully. Because I haven't, to be fair, I haven't been anywhere since lockdown's been eased. Neither so I haven't, I haven't personally experienced any restaurant attitudes or surroundings to know or to be able to even comment upon it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a wittiness. Like, <laughs> you know, I kind of think... Carry on, one in a million. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You were you were looking for the the wittiness. No, it's, it's just the witness. Like, yeah, like you know, you just get that element of like, oh, here's your food, or is everything okay? Do you need anything else? So just like looking at you, like you've got it. Customer service, <laughs> it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really weird. <laughs> like everyone's kind of like just come out of the house now. And they don't feel comfortable. Like, yeah, everyone's skeptical of everyone. Have they got? You know, everyone's kind of in that the fear state. Looking like okay, be alert. They're alert. They're actually like okay. I'm not going to talk too much. Don't want to breathe on anybody. They might. Mm. I don't want anyone to talk to me. They might cough. You know, everyone's a bit nervous. That's going to take a couple of weeks to fill itself. Couple of weeks? You mean the rest of the year? No, I mean the people start getting a little bit like because I noticed at the start, like in Germany, because obviously we're a little bit ahead of you guys. At the start, everyone was like sort of like okay, don't stay away from me. Don't come close. And everyone was kind of like really like. But now, if you look at it now, you'd think there was no COVID at all. Everyone's next to each other. Everyone's just talking. Everyone, everything's got pretty much back. It's just everyone's got the mask. Yeah, I've seen that in the beer gardens as well today. Yeah, so, so just to, you know, to start off with, it's going to be a little bit nervous. Okay, but after a while, everyone will be like, okay, you know, I don't even care, man. Take this mask off. <laughs> but yeah in response to Medea's point I kind of have that scepticism for some things because I went to a, a wildlife park it was lovely but there were some bits that were closed and in my head I was kind of thinking is it closed because they really can't and it's been like some zoological association has said you can't have this unless you've got this in place or is it that the people that worked in that bit couldn't be bothered and then they were like, let's just not open that bit. We'll keep that closed. The public will just the second. shown a sign. COVID-19, <laughs> not open. <laughs> so it's like we couldn't see certain animals, but we could see the other ones. <laughs> it's like... I mm, do, yeah. Animals getting COVID too now. Don't see that. There wasn't <laughs> there was an <laughs> article about a cat. Yeah, tiger. I think it was a tiger. I heard a cat. Same family. And don't forget, don't forget the second wave is coming in two weeks. So start sucking. Is that what it said? Is that what it said? That's what Boris apparently has said. Wow. A couple of weeks time there'll be a second wave, but it was supposed to be October. Now it's been moved to a couple of weeks time. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the peak of the six weeks holiday? What a coincidence! <laughs> Exactly. Meaning no oh, schools God. open again. Yeah, actually, actually, come I, on now. I heard that you guys might have to go back into quarantine again if you travel. Is that true? 
some country. Yeah, yeah. I've heard come that. Yeah. Man, that's Ten days. I'm not gonna come. I'm not gonna come to England again this year, man. Can't see. It, man. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely it's crazy. crazy. Ridiculous. Mm. That's Ridiculous. why I'm come to see you, yeah, no, Australia. Australia, that's people who are going on plane. I think if you're driving across, that's a different thing. Oh, okay. That's a that's different thing because you're driving in your own environment. You're not really associating with other people. I don't know. You know, I think it's just if you come from that country. Yeah. Yeah. I I then if it's a different yeah. hotspot countries. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can't you... isn't it? Okay. Mm. Because you're not going to, obviously, Medea, when you go yeah. in um, on a ferry, you don't see in your car. You can do, though. <laughs> no, you can't. You've got to go from the deck. I guarantee you the rules have been changed in school. No, because right, if the smoke goes down and you're on the bottom, there's no way you're you getting out. You're going to yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna even, be... if the rules, even if the extremes change the rules, that would be too extreme, man. You know what I mean? So you're obviously going to be mixing and blending on the deck. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you've COVID still been social distancing with your masks on. Go on the tunnel. Oh, yeah, that, that's good then. You guys, I'll see you guys soon then. Um, come on the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. The tunnel is all right. So Yeah. No, again, again, they don't know who you're mixing and blending with when you get to that country. Yeah, Probably that's true. the reasoning mm. behind. Can you make sure you quarantine for 10 days once you return? Because oh, wow. no. mm, they've got to allow, the, is it three days for the symptoms to come out before you should be tested no. to make sure? And then if not, then you still got to stay for a further week or some rubbish. I don't know. It's too hazy. The, the rules have changed every two minutes, every so two it's hard minutes, to really yeah. keep up on it. Yeah. I reckon eventually everyone's just going to say, I'll forget this and just stop Yeah, and just take the chance, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, such is life. I can't see the big, it being a really big plague anyway, so it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It wasn't going to be fine. We're going yeah. to take Donald Trump's perspective on things and say, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be a good time. It's not going to be <laughs> at all. We're going to be all right. <laughs> we're winning. British and American people were great. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Just doing what you're doing and making money, keeping the, the economy up. That's what we need. Jobs, keep people at jobs. It's gonna be fine. Oh my goodness! So positive. The guy is positive. That's what you gotta take away. He's a positive be guy. He can say because he's he's set for the rest of his Chilling, life. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go on the table and start with Travis today. Travis, do you got anything? Um, get involved in your politics because you could potentially be the change of the future and as usual be good to each other and be true Yo. Pudding? Um, I'll just like to say stay uh, hydrated I'm seeing that the weather's meant to be getting warmer over the past few days in the first week of August. We don't know if it's true because you know what the UK is like. When the day comes, you have to look outside. But, you know, use your common sense. Stay hydrated and shelter. You know, have a nice day. Medea? I believe it's time for change. But while we're trying to make that change, please stay safe. And last but not least, Pudding. I always said Pudding. Uh, (laughs) Dibbles, 
uh, yeah, just go and try and enjoy life as much as possible while staying safe as well. And birthday shout out to myself for Saturday. Thank you. And I was like, this is the podcast, and yeah, let the youth do the, the lead out, uh, let the youth lead the way in politics. Good night, folks. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Stay blessed. Bye. 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 Bye.